Hey everyone, welcome to the Love and Truth Church Savannah podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our hope is for these teachings to be encouraging and uplifting and that they would help you grow in your relationship with God. Now, let's get ready to receive a powerful message from our special guest. tonight that you need, but it has to bow to the name of Jesus. So I believe that tonight. Amen. Come on, let's just say that name together. Jesus. Come on, let's say it again. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Come on, let's give him praise tonight. Father, we declare your glory in this room. Your majesty, your power. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hey, take a moment and greet some people close to you. Just play for a minute here if you would. And um, Pastor AJ and Crystal are taking a few days off, and uh, so he was going to try to sneak back in tonight and lead worship and preach, and I said, no, I'm available, I'm coming. I said, I'm not available to lead worship, so I'll bring some people with me, but I said, I'm going to come. You And today's his birthday, so if you haven't told Pastor AJ, happy birthday, today's his birthday. He's, I don't know, 83 or something, I don't know how old he is. I, don't, I really don't know how old he is, but uh, anyway. Uh, good to be here tonight. Glad you're here. Glad my mom's here tonight. Went and got mom. She's here. She said, I went by to see her, and she said she wanted to come. I said, I've heard that preacher. He's not that good. You might want to stay at home. So but she came anyway. But it's, uh... hey, um, this Sunday here at Savannah Campus, your fall family fest after the 11 o'clock service, this is a great, great opportunity. Uh, to invite somebody to come with you, all right? That was a good point. You, you do know I stop if you don't say amen, okay? So uh, this is a good opportunity for you to bring people with you Sunday. Uh, everybody likes food. Everybody likes to hang out. Uh, so bring them with you. Get them here in the house, and um, let's, let's fill up the house, okay? And uh, good to see you here tonight, and I know it's Wednesday night. Man, you guys don't like each other? Y'all scatter across this building like you. Is, is this your favorite places? That's what it is. And you, you sit there on Sunday. You shall not be, you shall not be moved. Right? That's the favorite hymn of the church. Okay? It has nothing to do with walking with Jesus. It's don't you get my seat. That's what that's about. So uh, I, I'm going to, I'm probably, I don't think I'm going to really crank up tonight. I think I'm going to just teach a little bit. Um, and I say that and then I'll get cranked up. But. Um, I, I want to talk to you. I want to kind of, I'm just, I ended the series Sunday, um, on breakthrough churches, but I'm going to give you part five. How about that? 
there, there's a part I didn't give and I, would, I didn't go through it all, but uh, I think we'll, we'll use it tonight uh, just to kind of set the, the stage here. Would you just listen to this scripture? You know this scripture, but let me read. I'm reading it out of the Message Bible, and I know some of you don't believe that's the Bible, but it's okay. The Message Bible in Matthew 16, 18, just as Jesus speaking to the Apostle Peter, and he says, You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Now think about that for a minute, because I think what we need to understand tonight is that the church is to be breaking through. Now let, let, me, let me kind of set this up with us, and then we'll, we'll dive into it. The gates of hell are not moving. The gates of hell are fixed, okay? There is a place that is called the gates of Hades or the gates of hell. That is a fixed place. What the Scripture says is this, is that as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ we literally have the authority and the privilege of going to the gates of hell, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. The church is more powerful than even hell itself if we will ever awaken to what it is that God has given to us. And so God has given to us, or Jesus gave to Peter, he said this after this great encounter here, he says, you are Peter on this rock, I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And another point, he says, and I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you release upon earth will be released in the heavenlies. And so there, there's an aspect tonight that I want to talk about, and that is I want to talk to us about God's church and how he wants it to grow. Do, do, do you believe that? Do, do you really believe that? See, I, I really believe that if we have an empty seat anywhere at any service, we miss something. Okay, all right? You say, man, we missed a lot tonight. That's okay, all right? We, we're going to take care of this. Why? Because how many, how many of you know some people that are lost tonight? All right? So the church is to be going to the gates of hell, and the very gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. The, the issue is, is that we sometimes miss out on the understanding of what it is that God's called us to do. Bill Hybel said this years ago, and people say, don't quote him, but I'm going to quote him. Bill Hybel says, the local church is the hope of the world. And you've heard me say that for years, because I believe with all my heart that the answer to the needs of our society are found within the Word of God and within the local church once we begin to operate the way God wants us to. And we have so many things right now that are pushing against the church. And, and I believe with all of my heart uh, that COVID was a shot across the bow at the local church. I believe with all of my heart that the enemy said, can I shut it down and can I keep it down? Because if I can, I'm going to win. And, and, and the government, you got to, can, can I just talk to you? I'm, I don't, I'm, this is not political. This is just spiritual. The government is not under God's authority. The government is under the authority of the God of this world. And the God of this world is Satan. And Satan does not want the church to operate. And so as we kind of saw uh, the, the, whole, the, the whole aspect of, of COVID was a true sickness and still is a true sickness, but the, the prop, 
Don't, don't take this politically. This is not political, all right? The whole problem is, is that the spirit of Jezebel came along to control the church and, and to shut us down and to keep us from fulfilling the mandate that God has for us. So what we have to do is that we have to go back and realize that the church has got to once again step into the authority that God has for it and that we have to come to that place of understanding that, that somebody needs to throw Jezebel down. And go read the scripture. It, it takes a couple of eunuchs, and I'm not going to go there, but, but it, it takes three eunuchs to go up and throw her down to fulfill an Old Testament prophecy that said about her that the dogs are going to lick up your blood off the street. And that's exactly what happened. And what's got to happen in this moment, and I wasn't going to really go into all this, but what's going to happen or what's got to happen in this moment is for the church to shake off the shackles of what has tried to be put on us and to come back to the place of saying God wants his church to grow, and the local church is important, and we can't allow anything to keep us muzzled and shut down, and we can't allow anything to control what it is that God has established. Even the very gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. So what we have to do is that we have to, and what I'm going to kind of do tonight is, is just to kind of remind us of some things. Would that be okay? Be, because I think that it's needful for us to see this. God wants his church to grow. In fact, the book of Matthew says this in the 22nd chapter. Uh, the, the Lord said, uh, go out in the busiest intersections in town and invite anyone you find to the banquet. The servants went out on the streets and rounded up everyone they laid eyes on, the good, the bad, the ugly. No, I didn't say that. Just seeing if you're still with me. The good and the bad, regardless. And so the banquet was on, and every place was filled. The, the, the passage there that I read out of is a story that Jesus tells about the kingdom. And what Jesus is saying about the kingdom is this. He said the, the master put on a feast, and he invited people, and people didn't come. And he's got all these empty seats, and he looks around, and he says, here's what I want you to do as my servants. I want you to go out, and I want you to get the people that nobody else wants. Because if you get the people that nobody else wants, you've heard me say this, if you get the people nobody else wants, God will send you the people everybody wants. Now, what, what has got to happen is there's got to be a mind shift that says everybody's welcome. Ev everybody's to be part of the house. Every, he, he said, go out and get the good, the bad, the ugly. He said, go out and get the ones who, got it, uh, who are so messed up that people don't want them to come into the house. Come on. If, if you don't look around, can, can I just talk to us? I mean, I can come down there if it'll make you feel better. Uh, okay. Can, can we just understand that if you don't look around on Sunday and some people make you a little uncomfortable, you're probably not in the right house. You, you, you ought to be able to look at some people and go, Phew. I mean, I have some people, there was, I don't even, I'm going to be real careful here because I got two of you with me. I, I, I got some people that just make me nervous. All right. One dude, especially, and you know, I'm talking I mean, I go, whoa, he makes me nervous. He's, he's out there. He's in, I don't know what zip code he's in right now, okay? Uh, but, but we need, we, we don't need everybody to be like us. We don't need everybody to look like us. We, we don't need everybody to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. We need some heathens. 
we need people who come in who are struggling uh, with the aspect of sin. Uh, we, we need people who the night before probably uh, was at the local bar or wherever, uh, but for some reason they felt like the church might have the answer for them, and they showed up. And, and, and the church has got to be willing to say, we, we just accept you. We want you to go. Now, we, we're not going to approve of your lifestyle, but we'll accept you. We, we will invite you in to the Father's house. We will invite you into the banquet because that's what we are supposed to do. See, I've said this for years. I said this when I pastored in Adamsville, and I I had this. I said, I hope the biggest drunk in town calls me their pastor. All right, and some of you were there in those days, and, and, and I did. I mean, I, I mean, I had, we, we had a service one night. The guy got, got convicted. He was drunk, came to the altar. We prayed for him. He went out, brought the six-pack, and set it on the altar. I don't know if anybody remembers that. I still remember that. I mean, he just brought the whole thing and plopped it up there. Okay, that's good. Right? We, we, we've got to get back to that. I mean, we've got to get back to the place where it's not about the sanctified few. We, we've got to get to the place where this, the Scripture talks about here that, that God wanted his kingdom filled. God wanted his house full. He wasn't happy with, with just having a few people there and saying, oh, isn't this a nice little group? He said, go out into the byways, the highways, the hedges, and, com- and the Scripture, the King James Version says, and compel people. That, that means get them there no matter what it takes to get them there. That means on fall fast or family fall fast that you, you just get them here. This is a good sermon to preach on this one, all right? That there's no, yeah, we, why, are you, why are we going to church? We go to church because we're going to eat. I don't care why you get them here. I, it, right? I mean, I've said for years, as long as it's not immoral or illegal, we ought to try it. Why, why do we have to do the same thing that everybody else is doing? Why doesn't the church get a little creative every once in a while? Everything else does. Okay, I'll move on. See, the, 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 the primary catalyst for your church to grow, ready? You. You are the primary catalyst for your church to grow. You look around, you say, I'd like, I'd like for our church to be filled. I'd like for us to have to go to a third service. Well, Pastor, I don't know everybody now. You'll have all of eternity to get to know them. See, if we get people saved, you'll know them. You'll get to spend eternity with them in heaven. So get over it. Right? I, I mean, I, I can remember going through this and in, in, through the years and, and on and on. People well, you know, church is getting too big. No, it's not. As long as there's lost people, the church is not too big. We, we, we've got to come to that place where we understand that I am, you are, the, the greatest thing that God has placed in the church is you for the growth of the church. Here's, here's what Scripture says. The, the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter, again, I'm reading out of the Message Bible, says another story, God's kingdom is like a pine nut that a farmer plants. It is quite small as seeds grow, but in the course of years, it grows into a huge pine trees and eagles build nest in it. Starts off as a seed and grows into a tree. Now, now watch, watch we'll, we'll, now we'll dig a little bit. The seed are the people who are already saved. That's us. We're the seed. And God comes along and he plants us in the soil. Now, what is the soil? The soil is the environment of the church. 
And how many of you know, we, we have some, in our parking lot at church, we, we have some trees that were all planted at the same time. There are some that are up toward the front of the parking lot that have just grown like crazy. There are some further out in the parking lot that are still pretty stunted. Same tree, planted at the same time. We water them exactly the same. They're all on a watering system. It's all the same. What's the difference? The difference is the soil in one place compared to the soil in another. See, we ready to go somewhere? If the soil is healthy, the seed will grow. And so what we have to do is that we have to determine what needs to be in the soil. And that's what I want to talk about. So go to the book of Ephesians. I'm going to get back in at least the New International Version for you. All right? And I, and I want to talk about what's in the soil of the church or what needs to be in the soil of the church. Because if we get this right, then we will be a breakthrough church. We will be a church that people will come to. You won't have to go out and do a whole lot of anything but just share what Jesus is doing. Amen? Wouldn't it be great for God to do something so powerful that the word spread through Hardin County and people were coming up to you to ask you what happened in that service? What happened in that place? What took place that day, that night? I, I heard about it. But somebody said, you were there. I want you to tell. See, that's what people are looking for. We, we live in a world that has been told everything. They're jaded. They've heard it all. They've seen it all. But there's still a longing down inside of people to see the power and the presence of God. In fact, let's just got dive into it. The book of Ephesians, the third chapter, look in verse 20 and 21, and we'll just uh, we'll spend some time here in Ephesians, okay? Here's, here's what verse 20, 21 says. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the, see that next word, church, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. The first thing has got to be in the soil of the church for the church to be a breakthrough church and to move into what God has for us to be the kind of church that is going to the very gates of hell and saying, give up and let go. You, you have some people tonight who the gates of hell, who hell itself has a hold of them. You've got family, you've got friends, you, you've got situations even that the gates of hell are standing between you and this situation. And the Word of God says that you have been given the authority to go to the gates of hell and to say, you're not holding that any longer. I come in the authority of the name of Jesus, release and let it go. See, the first thing that has to be within the soil of the church, if that's what it takes to see, be a breakthrough church, is the first thing has to be the power and the presence of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably above all that you can ask or think according to the power. See, that, 
that power, the presence and the power of God are needed in the church. We can't get away from that. I, I don't care how good the singers are. I don't care how good the band is. It doesn't matter how, how wonderfully educated the pastor may be. If we don't have the power of God, then we're just going through another ritualistic time together. Uh, we, we, we've, we, we're good at this. We can do this. We can have church, and, and God doesn't have to be in a thousand miles because we've learned how to do it. But I'm telling you, to be a breakthrough kind of church, you've got to be a church who doesn't show up on Wednesday night and go, well, okay, I'm going to punch up the clock and, and get my gold star so I can go to heaven. That, right? That I show up on Wednesday night because I say something's going to happen. Something's going to take place. I, I can't wait to see what it is that God's going to do tonight. What is it he's up to? What, what, that, that we come expecting his power to minister in our midst. And so that we go through that, and, and that's, that's what the Scripture says. So that's part of the, the process and part of the soil that we have to have. Is, is that we come in, and it's kind of what I preach Sunday, is, is that that doesn't happen just to show up. What has to happen is somebody has to get a hold of God. There, there's got to be some intercessors who say, uh, this week I'm going to seek God. I, and nobody else has to seek God. I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing. I'm going to get in my prayer closet, and I'm going to pray until I touch heaven. Because if you touch heaven, then you can shake hell. But, but, the, but the issue is, is that we haven't got a hold of heaven enough, and so we're not doing very much to hell, and hell's not afraid of us. That you, you, you ought to be the kind of person that, that the devil tells the demons, hey, let them sleep longer. Because when they get up, all heaven breaks loose. See, that, that, did you get it? There, there, there's got to be something that comes to the knowledge of even the principalities and powers of an area of a church that has the anointing and the power of God that is immeasurably above all that we can ask or think that says we are not going to settle for just being a church. We are coming and believing that the power and the presence of God are going to be that when we gather together, the soil of that service is going to be the power and the presence of God. Where two or three agree, where we come into that moment where we say we have shown up tonight not to go through another Wednesday night, but we have shown up tonight because we believe that heaven needs to invade this earth and to make a difference in the lives of people. When we get there, then we will begin to see breakthrough churches. The second thing, and we'll just continue here in, in, the, in the fourth chapter now, just move on. Remember, these weren't chapters when they were written. And, and here's, here's what the Apostle Paul uh, begins uh, to write here. Verse 1 through 3 there. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a, worthy, uh, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Oh, hallelujah. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. The second thing that the church has to have is that the church, the soil, remember, we're talking about the soil that produces breakthrough churches. The soil has to be, the church has to be a place of safety. That we come together not afraid of what somebody's going to say about us, Okay, let me just read Scripture again. I, it, it, 
bears witness. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. What's he saying to us? He's saying, let the church be a place of safety. I I mean, I'm astounded at times how church people talk about other church people. Okay. Maybe that's only in, you know, Madison County or somewhere, not here, not not Hardin and McNary County and Northwest Mississippi. I'm sure it's not happening around here, but just 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 up there. We 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 should never do anything to create a situation where someone feels that their dignity is attacked. Does that make sense? See, I can I can preach about sin without destroying your dignity. I can tell you what is wrong in your world without destroying your dignity. What we have to remember, let me just do this and I'll move on because I, I can see we're uncomfortable here, uh, is, is the, the one thing that the church has forgotten through the years is that we have forgotten that all mankind, all humanity is made in the image and in the likeness of God. I don't care if they're living up to it. Every person you meet, I don't care what their lifestyle is. I don't care what they're doing. It doesn't matter. They are made, according to Scripture, if you believe the Word of God, they are made in the image and in the likeness of God. So when I denigrate someone, I am denigrating the image and the likeness of God. So therefore, as a believer in Jesus Christ, how dare I? challenge or how dare I castigate someone who is part of the body because of something that I didn't like or I got offended at or whatever, and I spend the next three months on Facebook, and I don't call them by name, but everybody knows who I'm talking about. See, the I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is too good for tonight. See, we, we, we've got to come to that place where we understand that the church, according to Scripture, the soil has to be a place of safety. It has to be a place where people come in and they can, they can relax. Do, do you realize how many people walk through these doors every week that it's the only safe place they go? Their workplace is not safe because their boss cusses them from the time they get there till they leave. They live in a tremendously dysfunctional family. Everybody they are around mistreats them one way or the other, and they walk through your doors. And if we don't love them and what the Scripture says, show them the bonds of unity, then we'll never be the breakthrough church that God wants us to be. Amen. I got more. Can we take them? Y'all know me. We just kind of work our way through the passage. Look at verse 7 and 8. But to each one of us, grace, aren't you glad for grace? But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, 
He took many captives and he gave gifts to his people. The third thing that the, the, the soil has to be, it has to be a soil of abundance. He took captives, but then he gave gifts. What's he taking captive? He's taking captives those things that bring destruction. And he gives gifts because that releases abundance. How many of you know that if God gives you a gift, it's going to be a good gift? In fact, it's going to be a superlative gift because his gifts, I mean, he can speak whole universes into existence. So if he releases gifts to the church, then those gifts are a place of abundance. We ought to be people of abundance. We got to change our mind. Okay? Let's 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 change our mind tonight. I know what everything is saying, recession and this and this, and I, I got it. But I'm not tied to this system. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. So if my heavenly father can take care of three million rebellious Israelites for 40 years, then how much more can he provide for us in this situation that we're going through and that we don't just get by, but that we have abundance. The Bible says that, that he makes his abundance to us so that we can be abundantly blessed to every good work. Now, that's, what, that's where I want to get. That's where I want you to be. That's where I, I want this church to be. I want people to go, man, that, that's a blessed people. Right? I mean, you, you, you automatically put people in certain places. When I left this part of the, you know, 20 years ago when I moved to, to Madison County, I didn't see horses and buggy. Anybody. And all of a sudden, I started coming back down here, and I don't know, 10 years ago, whenever it was, I started, I was like, what in the world? Horses and buggies. Blinging out the side of them, I noticed. I guess that's so we don't run over them. But anybody notice that? On on the left side, they got some kind of reflectors out there. They don't want y'all killing them. And I'm going somewhere. Just hang with me, all right? But when I see the horse and the buggy, I immediately identify what this is. What would happen if Love and Truth Church became such a place of abundance that when people saw you, they identified what community you were a part of? Because we know the Amish, oh, that's, that's the Amish. That's the Amish going down there. All right. What would happen if people were able to look at Love and True Church and there's such an abundance that's flowing from the throne of God into the soil of the church that people go, oh, that, they, they're, they're part of that church. They're, they're part of that group because that's the soil. If we get that in the soil, then you know what happens when you get that in the soil? People come. Because people, Nobody wants to be part of the Titanic. If, if you could have told all those people on the ship, hey, this thing's going down, they, they would not have gotten on. Nobody wants to look at a church that's doing this. 
right? People want to be a part of something that's, that's got some abundance. That people want to be part of something that's growing. People want to be part of something that has a vision. All right? And so what we've got to do is, is that we've got to come to this place to say, wait a minute, the soil, we, we need to get that place. Let, let's get rid of our poverty mindset. All right? Watch what you're saying. Watch what you're speaking. Watch how you believe. Don't, don't buy in. Well, I'm never going to have anything in the economy. Inflation's getting all my money. And God paves his streets with gold. He, he can take care of you. Just, just believe that. I'm, I'm going I'm to move on, but, but I want you to get that, all right? I, I got two more, and we'll wrap it up. Ready? All right, look in Ephesians 4, verse 9 and 10. Here's, here's what it says. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly region? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. The next thing that we have to have in the soil is that we have to have hope. That, that whole passage there about him descending and ascending is about the hope of the church. That this is not all that there is. That as blessed as we are on this earth, that when we leave this earth, whether that is by death or by the resurrection or whatever it is that happens that gets us out of here, that we have a hope that is found in Jesus Christ. All right? The, the thing that has maintained the church through the 2,000-plus the years of its history has been the hope of the Word of God that tells us that there is a place that has been prepared for us, and not for just a few of us, but for all of us that are called according to His name. And that one day, what, however we're going to get there, and, and I keep telling people, there are none of us going to leave this earth until the Lord's ready. So let's just, let's just keep on, but keep that hope alive. Keep, keep that belief alive that there is a day that's coming where the Bible says that the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the dead in Christ will rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with him in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the hope of the church. And that has to always remain in the soil of a church that is going to be a breakthrough church that says we have a hope that is not just found in this world. Because Jesus said, if you have hope only in this world, you are of all people most miserable. And so our hope is higher than that. So let me, let me, let's do this. Ephesians 4, verse 10 and 11. I'm not going to spend much time there because I did a few weeks ago. Uh, it talks about, uh, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Uh, the, the, the next thing there is there has to be structure. If, if a church is going to be a breakthrough church, it has to have structure. All right? People don't like structure, but everybody needs structure, right? Every, every, everything on this earth that amounts to anything has structure. Well, I don't, I don't want to go to work. Get your tail up and go to work. Structure, it's good for you. It, it, there's structure in the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints so that saints can do works of ministry. 
God's put a structure together. And if we operate in that structure, again, I talked about it a few weeks ago, not talking about it much, but there has to be that structure if there's going to be breakthrough church. And the last one is this, is there has to be stability. Look in uh, the verse 13 and 14. Here, here's what it says. It says that, that in verse 12, it talks about he equips his people for works of service until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. The, the, the last thing that's got to be in the soil of the church is stability. Okay, can, can, can I just talk to you? Can, can, I, can, can I spend a moment with you? I, I, on the way over here today, don't, don't tell anybody I did this. I was by myself. So on my phone, I'm reading. Don't do that. All right. I mean, I got my, my car will tell me if I'm getting out of the lane, but still don't do this. But I was in a straightaway for part of it. <laughs> but um, I, I begin to look at the scriptures about falling away. And the Word of God says, in the last days, there'll be a great falling away. It says there's going to come a point in time that they're going to believe even the doctrines of devils. That they're going to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears because they don't want anybody to tell them what to do. We are living in a moment, and I've seen it happen before, but I don't know I've seen it happen at this level before. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you are able to take something from this sermon and apply it to your life. Also, feel free to share this with your friends and family. And if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at loveandtruthchurchsavannah at gmail.com. We hope you have a great week.